Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you for having yeah. me. Um, why don't you tell everyone who you are, what your blood type is, your social security number. Sure. Uh, yes. Sure, sure, sure. My name is Cody. Last name confidential. Uh, my blood type is B positive, just like my spirit. Uh, okay. And my uh, <laughs> social security, yeah, kill me first. But thanks for having me, Ed. It's a pleasure to be working with whatever the mood again, for sure. Yes, sir. So happy to have you on board today. Uh, yeah. Welcome to It's Not That Deep. It's not. Uh, it truly isn't that deep. It is. It is. Uh, today I had Cody on. Cody and I worked together just to give a brief, brief history on our relationship. Uh, we met and became friends a little over a year ago uh, with similar, similar, what, attitudes towards life and, and similar wants and desires to improve sure. self-improvement. Similar, similar um Similar indulgences, such as bar things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I had this idea to sort of create, uh, well, create events to facilitate and, and what, like establish conscious community. And to do so, yeah. I wanted to have this scavenger hunt, this sort of never ending. So, you know, there was a scavenger hunt in person that involved local businesses and local people connecting each, each other with the community. And then it would go on forever via an app, which we're building and launching soon. And Cody was um, instrumental and so helpful in that process. And we became really close friends. And here we are now. You're too kind, Ed. You're too kind. I'm just, just Ed. So today, uh, the subject we're talking about is, you know, the importance of in-person connection. Uh, the reason I wanted to bring this up is, I, you know, I host events for my company talking about building conscious community. And one of our events is called Family Dinner, and we invite the community to join us, and we set the table together, we cook together, sort of potluck style, so everybody contributes to the meal, and then we sort of, we break bread and then engage in meaningful conversation, meaningful dialogue about empathy and compassion and the struggles we all go through and how we are all fucked up. And then at the, at the end of the night or, the, or towards the end of the evening, I ask everyone what they actually need. Right, not not just surface stuff, not just business things, but what you need. So some people might need someone to run with, someone to share a meal with, uh, you know, a connection to a real estate agent. And what's been happening is people are astonished that just by asking, right, just by putting it out there, at least seventy percent of the people that attend these events get what they need, or are connected to someone to give them what they need by the end of the evening. And it all comes from just communicating in person, right? Beautiful. And so there's, I wanted to explore that, right? What What is keeping people from doing that now? And just sort of have, have a dialogue about your thoughts on it, if it's a problem or if it's just something that, that's, you know, product of all this technology we have now. Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's it's really easy to be cynical and see the problem in things. You know, that's that's the simple part, rather than looking at it and seeing the benefit. I think... In my personal business, what I'm doing right now, running this Airbnb hostel out in California, you can go online and you can find the listings through the app and you can read the reviews, and that's all great. It gives you an idea of what it is. But until the person comes here and they experience it and they speak with me and my partner and they actually get a full grasp of what it is, it kind of takes it to a level that they could have never imagined. Right. I think what happens with technology is that everything is, like you said, it's very convenient. Mm-hmm. There is... um. There is an excuse to back out 
If you mm. if you don't want to do something, you just put the phone away. As opposed right. to being face to face with someone, you're kind of obligated to engage. And yes. I think when we get put out of our comfort zone, we start finding answers as opposed to just going on the computer and being like, yeah, I can look this up now, but I'm not in the mood. Let me just do it later. Or I could text this person now, but I don't really want to talk, so I'll bother them later. As opposed to just having it right in your face, that's when things start to happen. That's when magic happens, when it's right in front of you, I think. I agree. I agree. I, but I think, isn't there, you know, there's a generation now that has grown up with this convenience, right? So ordering, sure. you don't have to leave your house. If you don't want to, you can have your food delivered. You can have your groceries delivered. You can have, you can watch Netflix all day. And so I often use this phrase that convenience comes at a great inconvenience, right? One, mm. it prevents you from thinking, right? If you don't have to think, then you don't, you know, you don't have to, you can't choose your own destiny, right? You don't have to, you don't question things. It's, everything's so convenient. Why think? You don't need to. Uh, and so what happens is you, you we, we lose the skill the basic human skill to to connect, right? To have a meaningful, loving relationship. Sure. And, and things become about efficiency rather than about meaning. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is. It's kind of this, uh, we're advancing so much technologically, scientifically. Right. But there's sort of this de-evolution of cognitive ability. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't need to remember anything anymore. You don't need to know how to do anything anymore. You push your button on your phone and it does it, which is wonderful because there's things out there to be doing. You can make the world a better place by not having to spend so much time on other things. But what happens is the brain's a muscle. You stop using it, it atrophies. You start to lose these little things that make us special, that make us individuals because we're just becoming cogs in the gear and we're just spinning and we're getting antiquated jobs that are that are unnecessary for survival of our humanity and we're losing the important things like love and compassion and communication and, and efficiency, real efficiency. Not pushing a button on a phone and having it do you for you, but sitting there and figuring out how can I become a, a more efficient machine in my everyday life. Right. People don't think that way anymore. You don't need to. Well tell me tell me what you mean by that. So what what is an efficient machine in my everyday life? What what does that look like? And if, okay, well, are we speaking in terms of, of business or just general living? General living. General living, okay. So um, just yeah, explain a little bit more what you mean by efficient. I'm an efficient human being, right? Efficiency, okay. What I mean I, yeah. by efficiency. Essentially, rather than, okay, I do this every morning and I've caught myself doing it. I'll go to the bathroom. I'll leave my toothbrush in my room. I'll get there. I'll realize I don't have it. I'll go back mm. to my room to get it. Then I'll realize my toothpaste isn't there because I put it somewhere else. <laughs> and I start doing something else. And the next thing I know, I'm drinking a glass of water, and I forgot that I was even trying to brush my teeth. So <laughs> that, that's, that's, a process, that's, that's a byproduct of me not exercising my brain as much as I should rather than taking a moment to stop for a second, hey, put the phone yes. down, get off yes. Snapchat, get off yes. Instagram, Facebook. Yes. And think, what do I need to do right now, and how can I accomplish this so I can go on living my day? As opposed to spending 30 minutes gathering all my toiletries to get ready, I could have just thought for 30 seconds, hey, organized everything, and done it, and then been done, and then moved on to something more important, like giving water to somebody that needs it, or taking a walk and looking at the trees and counting how many sirens I hear, those kind of things, you know? <laughs> oh, look at you. Um, that was one of the challenges on the scavenger run. So... Uh, this thing, you say think. This word think is so important. I, it's so important. And, and we, of course we all think. If you're not thinking, you're dead, right? Uh, sure. Or you're some sort of Buddhist in, in, in some some heavy meditation. But it's it's proactive thoughts, right? It's it's 
focus. Uh, and with all this going to Instagram, checking how many likes you have, and worrying about friends on Facebook, this kind of thing, we're not, we, I don't want to say we lose the ability to advance, but we, it, it makes it more difficult to realize our true purpose, right? Our, our own sure. life legend. And we become followers. We, we end up pursuing what society tells us to do because that's all we're looking at. Advertising, marketing, apps. Ah. Yeah, no, and, and hand, hands-on users. They want active users every day. Right. So that's good. It's great for them, but it's great for you. Um, I think there's a lot of benefit in it. If, we're, if you want to look at it from just a, a slightly different standpoint, looking at it from a business aspect, I think there's importance in waking up in the morning before you get out of bed, check your email, check any major messages, any social media, get it out of the way. Spend 15, 20 minutes, do all of your daily maintenance is what I like to call it. Just do your maintenance, stay on top of your shit, and then move on. Get out of bed, mm-hmm. go eat a meal, and then you don't think about that. People are just like refresh their email, refresh. I turn off all the notifications on my phone. I don't right. get when a light comes in. If I get a message, the only thing I have that comes straight to my phone is Facebook Messenger because I keep in, or, and WhatsApp because I keep in touch with a lot of people from around the world. And if they hit me up and they have an idea about something, I want to be able to jump right on that. Mm-hmm. But I don't see the importance in refreshing my Instagram to see if I got a couple more likes. It's, uh, who cares? <laughs> Sorry to sound insensitive to people that do care, but I, I don't personally. Right. So let's, you know, we, we've sort of identified what an issue is. Uh, can we mm-hmm. offer a solution? You know, I, I'm certainly working to, you know, I, I think the act, uh, ironically, the fix is to build an app. Yeah, everybody's using apps. There's like 2.3 <laughs> million apps. So it's funny that you have to build an app to get people off get their people phone. Yeah, yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I can't fight it. Um, that would be stupid. I can't deny that that's, that that's what everybody's addicted to is their phone. Well, listen, if you, if you see a trend, you have to attack it. That's how you sure. have success in this market. You have to take advantage of that. Um, not, not in devious nature, just seeing that, okay, no, I course. need to get my message across, and this is how people are consuming information, so let me play the game a little bit. I'm going to play the game differently, but I'm going to sign right. up for the same game. Right. You know, so what can, how can, how can we get away from that? Well, I don't know, I don't know if we can, and I know that sounds a little cynical, but it is, we live in a parallel universe, I really feel. We have this real world that we think we know, we wake up and we breathe the air, and then we have this entire different universe that exists on the internet. It's an entire universe that is self-sustainable at this point. You couldn't kill it if you wanted to. So how do you balance the in-between? Um, I use it. I use YouTube every day. I think YouTube's an incredible tool. Anything I've ever needed to learn, I taught myself how to bartend on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I taught myself how to build a bed. I taught myself business and management. I've read books and Mm -hmm. all because I watched some YouTube videos. So what I like to do in the morning, I'll wake up. Maybe I'll uh, I'll watch a Mark Cuban interview or an Elon Musk interview or I'll listen to some Tony Robbins. And I do that Mm -hmm. for like 30, 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. I quit that. I stop. Mm -hmm. And I'd start reading a book. I like to read for maybe two or three hours a day. I've been getting into the habit. I think I'm Good reading man. four or five books at the, at the moment, at the same yeah. time. <laughs> okay. So you can, use, you can use the technology that we have, but there comes a certain point when you as an individual have to decide to stop and say, okay, I was motivated by that technology. Now I'm going to take that into the real world and start enhancing my own cognitive ability. As opposed to right. just listening to someone talk, I'm going to look at words and I'm going to comprehend my own meaning. Okay. And if we could get people to sort of get away from this very narcissistic society, I don't think narcissism is a bad thing per se, but it's, 
just realize that the people that you're going to meet, the people that you, you had your phone buried in your nose and you walked down the street and you missed five potential conversations with strangers exactly. that were looking. Maybe they wanted to engage you, but they saw right. you with your headphones in or your eyes on the ground, and you missed. That could have been your new business partner. That could have been your new sure. best friend. That could, have been the re- that could have been the real estate person that you needed, but you didn't see it right. because you were stuck in your phone living in this parallel universe. Right. So I don't know, Ed. I think we need a real wave of consciousness to sort of reign over this country, the world, right. really, this generation specifically. Uh, but I don't, I don't also see the bad in it. I see a lot of great things. I see kids that are 20, 19, 20 years old making 100, 120 grand a month. Not that that's the most important thing in the world, but they're using the Internet to their sure. advantage. Of course. They're taking Facebook and they're using it as opposed to just using it to make friends. They saw the value in it and decided yeah. to change their life for the better. So that's, that's of a good thing, I think. Of course. No, you know, this is, and also this is all very new. You know, this, this, this mobile technology, this cell phone, mm-hmm. iPhone. I mean, the iPhone is what, you know, 16 years old, something like that? Yes, 15, something like 15, that. 16? And all these Not apps, even. You came out really in uh, 2008, 2007? Right. So, so this, we're still adapting to this technology. And, and I'll say one advice I'll, I'll put out there is that, the, you know, all this stuff has to go to the universe, right? It goes to satellites. And, and I think mm-hmm. we often reach for the sky and reach for the universe and forget to stay grounded. You know, we use this tree metaphor um, mm-hmm. or analogy, right? You, you have to root, right? You have to be deeply rooted before you can go chase the stars, right? And we lose of sight of that, right? Be like a tree. If I, mean, mm-hmm. I can explain that a little bit more, but uh, staying grounded, <laughs> staying present in real physical space, right? Feel your feet in the ground, sort of. What's what's the phrase? Walk like an elephant. Yeah, I like that. I definitely I've adopted that a little bit. I don't wear shoes anymore. Um, (laughs) Funny enough, funny (laughs) enough. I uh, (laughs) no, it's it's really interesting. Sorry to digress for a second, but getting in touch with that and grounding yourself. um, I literally make decisions now based upon my willingness to put shoes on to do it. If I'm Mm. sitting around and something involves me putting shoes on, I sit and think, is that worth it for me? Wow. And if it's not, I don't do it because <laughs> I'd rather have my feet not confined to a tight space. But sure. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Interesting. Yeah. Is it worth putting my shoes on? Yeah, and if the answer is no, it probably wasn't that important. Okay. Or is it something I could do without it? You know, I walk around with shoes off for the most part, but you know, I'm not going to go to the DMV with my shoes off. So like yeah. I said, important decisions. At San Diego, you can get away with uh, not wearing shoes pretty much everywhere. So in New York City, I don't think I would do it. No, maybe not. No, maybe not. But that's why I needed to leave. I needed to spread my toes, if you will. Okay. Well, Cody, tell us a little bit about the hostel you're running out there. Um, oh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we'll we'll wrap up with a couple things and say, say adieu. Bid adieu. Oh, I will for sure. Well, since we're using this incredible platform, Especially uh-huh. since we're on the topic of technology, I will shamelessly plug myself. Okay. Uh, we're in Hillcrest, San Diego. It's hillcresthostel.com. And I came here about the end of March, and I met this incredible man named Andy who was running an Airbnb out of his home. He just had gotten divorced from his wife. And he said, you know, I don't want to live here alone, and I don't really travel that much anymore, so I want to live through my travelers. He had this amazing vision. And he transformed his house into this eccentric, you look in a corner and there's something you've never seen before kind of place, those little things that make it special. 
I said, Andy, you got something here. Mm. He's like, yeah, I see it. I see. I think this can be bigger. I told him. I said, I think I have skills that can help you, and I think that you have things that you could teach me, so let's work together. And the next thing I know, I'm helping him with his co-hosting. I'm, I'm managing listings. I'm taking care of the properties, the cleaning. I'm doing some of the PR write-ups. I would write articles and stuff for him. And it's just been a really, really lucrative, not, not necessarily monetarily, you know, because it's not about that. I think mentorships are one of the most important things you can have. Mm-hmm. I think people, they, I, I, can we talk about that for one second? Not to go too far off topic, but just to stay with that. Realizing sure. that. It, it, just looking around you and seeing the people in your life and taking a moment to breathe and say, what do all of these people have to teach me? Instead of being so narcissistic and just looking at yourself and what you have and on your phone, listen to the people around you for five minutes. You might learn something that could change your life. I learned how to operate a hotel here. I learned how to deal with press. I learned how to manage and clean and build things because I just took a moment to breathe and say, what can I learn from this situation? Instead of feeling sorry for myself that I'm here, that I don't know where I want to go with my life, realize what you have in your life and take advantage yes. of it because that's all I you can do. Absolutely. I mean, this is what this, this conversation was meant to be about, right? In-person connection. Talking In-person to those, connection, yeah. Talking to those around you being, and you say breathe, be present, and everything mm-hmm. you need is right within your community, right? You don't have to go to the Internet to find it, Right. Don't. You don't, and, and it's a great it's a great forum. I mean, you know, we get our business through the internet. It's yes, it's yes, wonderful. Yes. Um, so, like we were saying, how can we find a balance between real life and fake parallel life? Mm-hmm. And I think this was a this was a nice way to to wrap up the conversation because this hostel, Hillcrest Hostel, is the epitome of that. Yeah. Get people in on the things that we put. We use the internet for art for good. We show right. the pictures and the reviews. The reviews are real. You can check right. it out. Go to hillcrestalso.com. Look at a couple of the reviews. They're all real. Right. People come here not knowing what to expect, getting a good vibe from the communication that we have through the app. But then they get here and they see this place. Right. And they're like, where am I? What planet am I on? Is this real? Sure. There's a, I'm looking at a lemon tree right now. And I'm sitting under a lemon tree in a backyard next to a hammock and a tent around the corner from a hot tub and an outdoor shower and a gigantic 12-foot surfboard just leaning against my garage. Mm-hmm. And people come and they sit down and they don't want to go back to their real lives because they realize that they're kind of living, they're living a fake dream that they don't hey. even realize because they haven't opened up. Hey, They haven't opened up to the possibility. Right. And I like to think that we help people here. I like to think that it's not just an Airbnb. It's not just a hostel. I like to consider myself, and I think you gave me the title of the good vibe moderator. <laughs> I think yeah. that was you. I'm going to give you complete credit for that. <laughs> but no, but it really is because anyone can open up their house, and anyone can put a bunk bed in a room and put a mm-hmm. listing on Airbnb. It's not about that. It's the in-person experience that really in makes person. people shine. We're killing it right now because yeah, we're going an extra mile. Of course. It's, it's the extra mile that people don't want to go because when they're, conf- when they're confronted with something, if they can put it off till later, they will. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, do me a favor, read this article. Yeah, yeah, I'll do it later. Or um, okay. do me a favor, can you can you check this out for me? Yeah, sure, I'll do that. I'll do that in a little bit. As opposed right. to just having someone right there in your face and say, hey, we're here right now, let's do it. Right. You know? Yeah, and so, you know, to a message to anyone who is hesitant to go to these events, to, to go and meet their community um, for fear of being judged, for fear of getting outside your comfort zone, I just remind everybody, mm-hmm. we are all fucked up. Everybody's weird. <laughs> everybody's weird 
You know, we all have similar issues. That's, we definitely share that uh, universally. Uh, maybe some specific ones to this country. But, hey, we're, we're weird. <laughs> Come be weird with us. You know, share your yeah. vulnerability because it'll be received. There's such truth. There's such kindness and truth, right? And, and when you're vulnerable with people, it, it can't be denied, right, for the most part. No, no, as long as you take the effort to put yourself out there and get mm-hmm. out of that comfort zone, those walls yes. that you've held so tightly to your entire life because you're afraid of not fitting in, you're afraid of being a failure, you're afraid of people looking at you and not accepting you, you got to get over that. You really yeah. do. Because, yeah. sorry to say it, but the last time I checked, I'm paying my bills. I'm responsible for my happiness. I'm responsible for the circle of friends that I keep. Um, and if you're going to let other people dictate the way you live your life, you might as well just keep your nose in your phone anyway because you're not really living. Right. So I, I think people just they need to wake up to the possibility and maybe turn off the news. You know, Maybe maybe go for a walk and just read a book. Pick a book. It doesn't matter what you – you don't know what you like until you read 10 books and you can figure it out. Right. So just do something. Do something that doesn't involve technology for – 30 minutes, and I think most people will feel lightened over mm-hmm. time. You know, there's yep. got to be that urge to reach for your phone and check your messages, but you have to battle through. You have to. Mm-hmm. If, you, if not, you just stay the same person. It's not that deep. It's I think that's that it. All right. Listen, Cody, I love you. Yeah. You're phenomenal. I love you too, brother. It's uh, always an honor speaking with you. Just give everybody your website one more time. Yeah, it's hillcresthostel.com. Check it out. Excellent. You can send us a message right through there. Um, if you have Airbnb, you can actually go and look it up on San Diego. We have over a thousand reviews. We probably had about twelve hundred people that have stayed with us over the last year from sixty to seventy different countries. Awesome. So there's not many languages I haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Not many stories that haven't been told to me in the backyard underneath the lemon tree. So uh, give them a read. They're in all different languages. We encourage guests from different countries to write reviews in their languages so other people can read it and see that, okay, this place is legit. Awesome. But yeah, that's it. I don't want to plug too much. All right. I will chat to you with you soon. We thank you for your time. Party with purpose. I greatly appreciate it. Hugs and high fives. <laughs> I don't mean, I look forward to, uh, to our partnership in the near future, so keep an ear out for that. I don't know if you have yeah. to edit that out for uh, for privacy reasons, but no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, uh, we're gonna. There's some big things coming. Maybe we can bring this big scavenger hunt to San Diego. Absolutely, the out here. it's coming because the West Coast the needs some love too. That's it. It's going global. All right, I'm getting off with you. All right, send my love to Leo and everybody. I will. And George, tell George what's up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Later. <laughs> all right. See you.